You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. We are sponsored by the Crypto Business Conference. If you want to learn more about that, stick around towards the end of the episode. I will share some more on the Crypto Business Conference. And you know, we, we should be really thinking about and breaking down you know, not only where innovation lies, but also where we can learn together, how we can grow together. And so on this episode, I'm going to talk a lot about Really, the premise around, you know, how do we find, you know, how do we build a team? How do we align with the right people? Like, you know, should we, you know, jump into an incubator type situation? Should we bring on advisors? Should we talk to uh, consultants? Should we build our team full of, you know, those that have already launched projects? Or should we have people that are, you know, heavy collectors? We're going to talk a little bit of all of that stuff. But before we get into that, I wanted to highlight one of the uh, Mint 365 NFTs that we are buying uh, every single day for a year. And this was actually um, our 257th uh, uh, NFT that we bought uh, about a week ago. And it is the Steve Ioki uh, Avatars. And I believe it's probably only our second, could be our third Avatar um, sandbox uh, you know, collection for kind of the metaverse. And... I will tell you, you know, I have the, the Steve Ioki, uh, passport. I'm, I'm a big fan of what, uh, he's building with in his community. Um, but I'm, you know, I also am very, uh, aware that not only is he a celebrity, um, and a big name, but also, you know, in the metaverse space, you know, Snoop Dogg has had his kind of approach to this space. But for me, a lot of the avatar, um, components, a lot of the avatar, uh, value add or even NFT drops, uh, haven't really stood out to me mainly because it seemed like random, um, you know, random creation of avatars. And there was real no, um, you know, way to kind of break down like what was their, what was the value of buying one now? What are the things that we're going to be able to build or adapt? And I, and I will give a shout out to Steve Ioki and you can check out if you just go to sandbox.game, uh, slash Steve, uh, dash Ioki. Uh, you can go over and check out the project itself. Uh, I'll, I'll include that link here in the notes. But one of the things I think I did, that he did really well was uh, not only does it show he's kind of going all in, but he's handcrafted uh, these avatars, handcrafted them in a way where there's different uh, types. There's the human, the android. There's the uh, rainbow, which is kind of the one I liked, but we got we got an android. There's the hybrid. There's the diamond. There's the gold. And not only within these rarities, there's also different like kind of functionality. And then there's also, you know, he even has uh, what he's considering his own like Steve Ioki avatar, right? And, and really the, the idea of, you know, not only designing and customizing your own, but also being able to play and earn and kind of build on your um, sandbox avatar. I really thought this, I think this project's going to be uh, a fun one to track, a fun one to be a part of. And I really think, you know, as, you know, as a sandbox, as, you know, any of these metaverse, uh, you know, 
lands or metaverse platforms grow or expand, one of the things that we're going to have to really understand are like, what is the difference between someone like kind of randomly showing up in the metaverse versus someone being a part of a, a community and, and having kind of like their own, not only first impression, but their own kind of overall um, kind of view. And, and I will tell you, I've been uh, testing out spatial, uh, spatial.io. I've been using them, uh, you know, over the last couple of weeks, testing out some things. I think I signed up for an account probably seven months ago, uh, played around in it a little bit. But uh, I actually think we're going to move some of our, uh, you know, live recordings. So right now we live record on, you know, our Facebook group, on LinkedIn, on our YouTube. Well, I'm playing now with the idea of like, what if we were able to live record directly into uh, Metaverse Play, kind of like where, like a spatial.io, so where not only could we watch together, but we could also connect and kind of, you know, live in that metaverse component together, right? Where when I'm talking about something, we can actually have that link pop up in the metaverse on another screen and we can see people kind of interacting and it can be even a little bit more collaborative. So stay tuned for some things there. I'm playing around there. Uh, nothing definite yet, but you will definitely know uh, when I do. Now, you know, into this topic, right? And I will tell you, you know, I mean, the amount of inquiries and and I really enjoy, you know, advising and consulting with uh, brands and businesses. Uh, and I enjoy, you know, kind of coming on board. I'm very much uh, someone that is kind of in that all or not. I wouldn't say an all or nothing, but I, you know, I will not work with or I will not align um, my brand, my business, uh, and really even my my advice with just a, just anyone, right? I'm very selective on those that I'm working with, and part of the reason for that is that I I, I know what I know. But I think more importantly, I know what I don't know. And therefore, I don't want to sign on as an advisor or sign on to consult or even, you know, oftentimes take on a third or four, fourth, uh, you know, consulting call with someone that, that my experience, my knowledge, my, um, insights isn't like, you know, either aligned directly with their vision or aligned with where I know they need help. And so before I get into like what is an incubator or what are some of these advisory programs or what are some of these uh, partnerships that we have to, you know, that we, that are available for projects today. And even for, um, you know, actually I, I saw a pretty cool, I can't remember, I can't remember who's, uh, was announcing it, but someone's announcing rather than just like an alpha group, they're actually building kind of a, um, a crowdsourcing of NFT community where it's less about like kind of just sharing alpha or whitelists. But it's more about like, you know, each person kind of taking on certain project and they become like the ambassador of that project. And we're doing that in our discord. So if you jump over to our discord, we actually have an ambassador for lots of projects, I think over 20 projects or so, um, where different people in our community who are passionate about that project have taken on that volunteered for that role. And they're going to share and keep us updated with what's going on in that project. And it kind of works out really nicely in our, in our discord. And, and part of that to me, um, you know, as a collector investor, as well as a founder of a, you know, a project as well as this podcast is, you know, it's that like you don't know what you don't know, but you also have to really surround yourself with people who know what you don't. Like I, I, I can't even stress that enough, right? You know, since for, you know, for me now, you know, almost 20 years, uh, in the real world, uh, that I've been, you know, working, you know, from enterprise tech to a booming startup, uh, to, uh, an entrepreneur, creator, influencer, uh, podcaster these last many years. And I, I can't tell you how important it is to know what you don't know. 
And and the reason I say that is because you have to know how to ask like the right questions. And surrounding yourself with the right people isn't about knowing what you know. Because like I can tell you what I know, but how does that help identify where my weaknesses are or where my the things are that I'm struggling on? And to be clear, part of that is also the idea of you know, just because I don't know something doesn't mean I can't manage it or I can't learn about it to to develop it. But how does that align with like my priorities and the things that I'm working on? So for anyone that's out there, if you are in like kind of that phase where you're like, you know, what does it mean? You know, if this project is offering, you know, because we have a lot of projects that are out there today that are offering to be partners, to be incubators, to be um, uh, advisors, right? And, and, this is a, you know, a touchy scenario for me. I, I, I believe it can be very dangerous. Um, I also, we have to, you know, one of the things that if you are partnering with a project or a brand or a platform, uh, you have to ask yourself, like, what's in it for them? Like, what are they getting out of this? Right. And I know that sounds a little bit jaded, but it's not really jaded. It's, it's just one of those things that, you know, what I've noticed is that there are some projects that have been around for a while that might have, let's just say, um, brand recognition, but their community is not very great. Their utility hasn't been that much to brag about. And what they're doing is because they find those that maybe are a smaller team or a small, a lesser known creator, and they're aligning or partnering with them, almost, you know, leveraging their community and building off of their backs. Now, if it's, if both groups are getting something out of it, I mean, who am I to say that's not the right way to do it? But what I've found, and this has happened, I mean, I came a dozen plus times where people are coming to me and saying, Brian, I spent $100,000 on this marketing agency or, or hiring this influencer or bringing in this consultant. And all I got for it was this, right? And sometimes they'll say, all I got for it was fake Discord followers, or all I got for it was a couple of tweets and um, you know, a Twitter space host. The reason I think it's so important to know what you don't know is that when you are looking for help or you're trying to decide what the next step is for what you're building, you have to be able to ask the right questions. And I cannot stress this enough that I believe most partnerships, most advisory or consultant uh, roles or uh, scenarios today aren't defined from the beginning with the right questions, right? Like, Hey, can you help me? Do you know how to do this? Right. Or, I'm attempting to do this. What is your experience in doing so? And so there are some incubators that are out there. And for those that aren't you know, as familiar um, with an incubator, an incubator, if you think of it this way, it's kind of like bringing you inside um, the, the behind the curtain uh, and providing you mentorship, uh, advising you on strategy and how you um, some of the things that they have known, um, possibly even you know connecting you with some of their connections. But it's not in most cases, an incubator isn't going to do the work for you, right? And then we have, you know, kind of the marketing agencies, advising agencies, web three agencies. I see them all over the place right now. And there, it's such an interesting scenario, right? Because I will tell you, like, if you were launching an NFT project, and this is maybe the questions you have to ask yourself, do I want someone that has launched one successful NFT project six, nine months ago? Do I want someone that has launched a successful project, but has also advised a lot of projects? Or do I want someone that maybe has launched a, a project? You know, maybe it's a, a fairly small project, but they've been involved in, in a massive amount of projects. Or maybe I want someone 
that is more a, of a, you know, a thought leader and a connector and someone that can connect us to, you know, their network. Or maybe you just believe that you need a better storyteller or someone that can amplify your message. Because here's the truth. Every one of those scenarios are going to be a different person or a different agency or a different uh, project that you're going to want to partner with or align with. Now, in the incubator, you know, scenario, most of those incubators that, you know, I've seen built, especially around NFTs right now, you have a set amount of time, right? Like you're going to be, you know, put into a, a six week program where we're going to give you consulting, advising advice. We are going to help you, you know, build out A, B and C. And, and, and by the end, we're going to leave you with this, or we're going to help you get to this scenario. <clears throat> if, if those things aren't mapped out and they aren't specifically aligned, with the spaces that you need help or where you're looking for, you know, where you've identified as your gaps, then I, I would stay clear of those type of scenarios. Now, if you are one that is, Hey, you know, like I'm at this point, let's make sure like, I just need to get over the hump. And these are the things that I need. <clears throat> and being a part of this, <clears throat> excuse me, part of this incubator uh, is the right play that I am all, you know, I believe that that can be of massive benefit. And so the, the thing that we have to really kind of break down is like, what is, what are our, our goals? Now, here's one of the goals that I do not like. I do not think is, um, is no longer applicable, but a lot of people come out in, into it. And maybe you don't say it out loud, but I know that a lot of projects are thinking this. They are thinking, what project can I partner with? What, you know, what company can I advise that is going to sell out my project? And I will just tell you that to me is not only short term thinking, but I believe it's what's led to a majority of today's projects failing. The projects that have failed, I believe, have either not had a business plan or business um, you know, structure set up from the beginning. Therefore, they kind of were overwhelmed by, you know, the influx of of, you know, only business requirements, but what it takes to actually run a business. Um, you know, I would also say, you know, a lot of projects fail because they don't recognize that community um, isn't something that you can just turn on or turn off. Uh, building a community isn't about just the three weeks before you launch and the three weeks after you launch. Uh, community is an every single day thing, right? It's something you have to nurture, you have to you have to grow, um, and especially in this space where you have new people coming into your community every single day, you have people leaving every single day. Uh, the full time component of community, I think, overwhelms a lot of people. But more so than anything else, I actually believe a lot of projects are failing right now because they chose the goal of selling out over the goal of getting the right people in the project at the right time. Now I understand selling out, you know, will get in many cases the budget that a project needs or um, set them up in a way that makes the most sense. But here's the truth. How are you going to spend that budget? Like I, I I'm advocating for projects moving forward to be very transparent and open on their business plan, on their roadmap. You don't have to give away all the details. You don't have to map out everything like line by line. But that is definitely one of the things that I've found that is, you know, uh, uh, it's a little disheartening, right? There's a, there's a project that, you know, that I really love. Um, we minted it for Mint 365. But what I've noticed is that the founder, a couple of the founders, the artist, you know, they've been really almost MIA and, they're posting a lot about, you know, burnout and they're, you know, they're escaping. But from what I can tell, 
they're not spending their budget or the, the, you know, a portion of what they're making both on initial sales or secondary sales on anything but themselves, right? Buying new cars, going on new vacations, whatever that may be. And that's really concerning in a sense where a lot of NFT projects leading up to right now are built in the model of, I'm going to trust you first and give you my money and then you better deliver. And I think that's also why a lot of, a lot of the NFT space has got a bad name. You know, not everything is a rug pull. In many cases, NFT projects become, they weren't a rug pull or a slow rug pull. I hear people saying they're just actually someone that was in over their head from the start and they shouldn't have, you know, um, you know, launched a project or been rewarded with, um, you know, the money or the, the, you know, fame or the attention that they got. And they've never, you know, they've never been in that scenario before. And actually, I think that's a great scenario where an incubator, um, type, you know, uh, project can really help, right? If you have a, a mentor that has launched startups before, if you can have advisors that have been entrepreneurs or influencers or creators for many years, that can be massively beneficial. If you have, you know, people that are on your team that can help you, maybe, maybe where you're at right now is that, you know, you know what the utility is that you want to provide. You understand, you know, you have your business goals. You have, you know, your focus and, and passion, um, you know, connected to what you are, are building, but you're still missing kind of like the, the, the nuances of the business. Like there's some really, um, powerful people that we can align with in that case. The other thing we have to think about is we almost have to take, you know, NFT projects back a little bit to like Shark Tank, right? Or Tech Stars or, um, What's the one? I think it's something Dragon, Enter the Dragon or something, which is the UK or uh, international version where what we have, you know, the questions that are often asked in Shark Tank are, what do you want this money for? You know, what, what is your, you know, who is your target demographic? Uh, how are you going to scale? What is your goal in handling um, IP? How are you going to market? Um, what portion of, the, of that budget is going to go to you for your salary? And all of these things are essential in NFT projects. And it's why I think we're seeing people right now call these NFT businesses. These aren't, you know, a project in, in many cases is a, is a component within a bigger business, right? And, and I will tell you, even with what we're building here uh, within the, you know, the media company that we're building, you know, there are NFT projects. There is, you know, there is the, the, the content creation podcast media arm where we're doing you know, video and, and influencer and content work. Um, but we're also building out, you know, the builders co-op. Uh, co uh, we also are building out not only education within uh, our community, but we're building out, you know, what does season two look like? Uh, what is Mint 365 after November 11th when we sell the collection um, as one, you know, mosaic? And a lot of that, you know, those are a lot, there's a lot of little projects within that. But we also are building what will be the NFT, you know, kind of business uh, I like to say front door uh, of our business that will be an NFT, you know, project. And that is an, a business that is around that. And we'll be executing it with a team. We'll be executing it with, um, you know, not only a, a one, a three and a five year plan, but we'll be executing it with, um, you know, a methodical, uh, you know, uh, approach to the point where for me, this is where it eliminates my need or my desire to just sell out instantly and I would much rather focus on, okay, what are, where are our strengths? What are the things that we can provide our community? And then what are the things that we can do to, you know, to foster that community over um, the long term, right? For bear and bull markets. And 
that's the other part of this that I think I just want to tap into real quick is that, you know, there are, you know, um, sometimes if you buy an NFT project, they are going to say, Hey, we're going to allow applications for our, you know, to join our program, our accelerator program or our NFT launch, uh, you know, whatever launch, <laughs> launch challenge or whatever that may be. Here's, here's my advice on what you need to look for when you're selecting one of those. And remember, this is just my advice. Um, you know, it's not financial advice. Of course, do your own Dan research, D-Y-O-D-R. But some of the things you're going to look at is that if they haven't clearly defined the, 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 you know, the role or the, actually the, the place that the, the project needs to be, that's a red flag for me. What I mean by that is, are, are they looking for, to work with projects that are pre-mint, that are still, you know, building out their launch plan? Are they looking for projects that have minted out in the last six weeks? Are they looking for projects that are, have launched, have sold out and are looking at, you know, how do they, you know, you know, maybe re-engage their community? The other things that within that is you also want to look at like the time frame and also the, you know, what is, you know, who is the team behind this, right? Because it's one thing to have, let's face it, a founder of a project, right? It's like, Hey, Join this accelerator program because we have such and such as, you know, on our team. The question you have to ask yourself is how much of that person are you going to actually get? Right. I, and I've made this mistake before, um, in the past for me, right. I, I joined uh, a project, uh, it wasn't an NFT project. It was a web two space. Um, I joined a team and, uh, and the idea for me was by joining that, I would be able to, you know, have access to a certain person, um, as well as, you know, their, their inner circle and, and together they were going to help me build what we were, um, what my, what my vision was. Unfortunately, I was just handed off to some, one of their minions and I was told like, Oh, this is the PDF they helped us build. That's what you get from this person. And from what I've heard on some of these NFT, um, project connections is that it ends up just being kind of like a, you can use us in name, but you know, you're not going to get access maybe to that original founder or that original team. Um, and then the other part of this is like I mentioned early on is like, what's in it for them? Like, right. Are you paying, um, you know, for a launch fee? Right. And this goes into creator coins. It goes into NFT projects. You know, I've said this very loudly that, you know, I, I take a lot on where I don't want to see people fail because they were never, they never had a chance to succeed. And what I mean by that is, you know, there are some people that are advisors, that are coaches, that are business mentors that will never say no to anyone. Right. And that's a massive red flag to me. Right. Because if you're not saying no and you're saying, Hey, I'll work with anyone who wants to pay me. Well, then, you know, like what's your success rate? What's your, like, how do, how do we know that, you know, that you're not just taking the money? And I will say it's unfortunate that there are people in this space right now that are no damn well when they take someone's money and they're like, okay, I'm going to help you launch and then I'm going to hand it off to you. That That's okay. I understand how that that's the plan. But for me, there's an ethical component of that to where it's like, if you know that even if that person executes your plan to a perfection, that the likelihood of them succeeding is super slim because of maybe they don't have a large enough community or their, um, you know, their experience in being a creator or storyteller or maybe their long-term budget or even their amount of hours that they can dedicate to something, um, is not there. I, like, I, 
I believe that is, that is, um, you know, bad business practice. I believe it also gives coaches and consultants and advisors a, a bad name, but I also know that's kind of how business works and I can't like, really like, you know, solve that. But what I can do is I can educate and I can educate like, like we're doing right here. And this isn't a pitch for you to, to, to hire me or hire my team. Um, and, and I will honestly say, you know, we are extremely selective and I know for some that have reached out, that can be a little bit frustrating. And I know for some they're, they just want, they're like, Brian, you know, don't you understand? Like, we just want to, you know, team up. We just want to bring you on board. And the truth is, you know, not only do we have a finite amount of time and resources, but I'm also a huge believer in like, it has to be right for both of us, mutually beneficial. And then lastly, what I'll say is, you know, don't allow the bad apples, the bad, you know, the marketing agencies that are buying Twitter followers or going to help you get a discord bot or the, you know, those that are like, you know, they've never launched uh, or advised before, but all of a sudden they're discord experts, or maybe they're all of a sudden, you know, um, experts of, you know, NFT projects, even though they just, they launched one and they haven't even really paid attention to the market. Like that to me is probably the biggest lesson that I think we have to kind of tap into this is just because someone launched one project successfully doesn't mean they can help others launch a project. Like I, I truly believe that if someone is not building something and hasn't been building something the entire time, and maybe they were just at the right time or the right place, like I'm all for their success, but I'm also for recognizing they probably can't help anyone else because they're not really even sure what made their project success. So if your goal is to mirror their success, ask yourself and ask them like questions on, you know, like what are the core things? What are the things you're going to help me that you know worked for you? And that includes, you know, if you're not involved in a lot of projects, right? There are a lot of founders that have don't buy other NFTs at all. They only know their project. And so how can they tell you what's going to work for your project and for growing your audience or building your NFTs if they only know and they're only within their own walls of 10,000 PFPs or they've only launched within their own you know time. And and the beauty of this space is you could be listening to this pro- this podcast right now. Take down this advice and go and activate your project, launch your NFT, launch your creator coin, do what you believe can be, you know, is the best interest for you. And then set yourself up, understand like, Hey, I've been investing in NFTs and building collections now for five months. I decided to launch my own 333 PFP collection that we just launched. And like, I I really do believe there are a lot of great people that have a lot of great experience that aren't maybe the biggest names or that have the most followings uh, on, on social. And, and the, the bigger question of it is, you know, how important is, is it to you, their breadth of knowledge across the entire industry versus their breadth of knowledge on just the things that they worked on within their one project or the one or two collections that they currently hold. And I think that to me is something that we, you know, I think it will be, you know, it's exciting to see this space. I will tell you, uh, in the early adoption phase where we're at right now is that there are a lot, I mean, we're going to see new agencies, new businesses, new brands sparking up every single day that are going to be trying to, um, you know, capitalize on the fact that this market right now is really looking for, you know, developers and storytellers and content creators. But the beauty of it is those that are, you know, you know, let's just say those, those that are practicing what they preach, those that are delivering on what they promise and those that are here because they believe in Web3 and and understand the importance of 
you know, aligning themselves with the right clients and the right customers and the right people will be the ones that are here around for the long term. Like we've already seen, like there's a couple uh, NFT project advisors that I know very well that are no longer doing that as their job. And it's not because they didn't love it. It's not because they didn't have, make a lot of money with it. It's because they had no results. They have not, um, they did not help. They did not care. And in many cases, uh, they kind of got exposed for their, their lack of understanding, their lack of experience. And so that'll be interesting as we kind of phase through this. Uh, remember our sponsor, Crypto a Business Conference. Uh, one of the things I love that the Crypto Business Conference is kind of dialing in on is they are, they're talking not only just NFTs, but, uh, you know, creator coins, talking crypto, talking content creation around, you know, some, you know, there's gonna be some podcasters there. There's gonna be some YouTubers there. You know, it's really a, a breath of, of, of talented, creative humans that are going to be there to collaborate, to work with. There's gonna be ones on stage. There's gonna be ones in the networking plaza. So definitely check out the, the crypto business conference, of course, happening in San Diego. Just go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash NFT365. And lastly, I'll leave you kind of with, you know, this piece. You know, don't take this time for granted, my friends. This is, we are living in what I believe the greatest time in history. But that doesn't mean it doesn't come without struggle, without sacrifice. And, you know, there are things that, that happen in the world that, that we just need to take stock in and remind ourselves that, you know, there's no better time to take action than right now. And tomorrow is not guaranteed. And I lost a dear friend in the Web3 space to cancer last night. And, you know, it reminded me that uh, he gave his all to everything that he was doing, everything that he believed in. And he was gone way too soon. And unfortunately, you know, the, the time that I got to spend with him was, you know, not enough, but I do cherish those times. And so, you know, F you cancer, no doubt F you cancer, but you know, for me, the, the piece of it that I, you know, was kind of dwelling on this morning with the loss of a friend, uh, is that, you know, we have to live life to our fullest. We have to recognize that spending time arguing about petty things or, you know, is the Tiffany and company NFT for 30 ETH good or bad for the community? You know what? Like, what if we each just amplified good people doing good things and we recognized that there's not enough good in the world and we only have a finite amount of time on this world? And I, and I believe that's just a reminder for us all to not take any of this for granted. And we are, you know, lucky to live in a, in a world that allows us to, you know, listen to podcasts and share and collaborate and grow and, and connect great people with great people. But without question, you know, life is short. Relationships, friendships are often short. And even the windows we have to make an impact on others is often shorter than we even recognize. And so there's no better time right than right now to press the damn button, to put yourself out there, and to really make the most of the time that we have on this earth. With that, my friends, until tomorrow, make it a great day. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. We are greater than me, and as always, the show is